Hey, welcome to Standing in Faith. My name is Kat, and I'm in the studio with Jeff. Here I am. And David. Hi. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul is writing to them, and he said, for Christ in 17, uh, verse 17, he said, for Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the good news, and not with clever speech, for fear that the cross of Christ would lose its power. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction, but we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. Since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It's foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it's foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Jesus Christ the Messiah is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This foolish part plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. I like that section that you read. It essentially says, I mean, last episode we did truth, right? And who yes. is truth? Jesus was truth. Mm -hmm. Now, based on what you just read, who is wisdom? Jesus. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. So I got a question for you guys. What is wisdom? I, I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I've done some research mm -hmm. with the Greek word, the Hebrew word, the English word, and I honestly, I was kind of disappointed with what I found. What would you find? Well, I want to know what you guys think oh. wisdom is for <laughs> I always thought wisdom, I'll just say this. My impression of wisdom was that it was a verb. Hmm. I always considered wisdom taking an action, but everything that I found, it wasn't. So I'm curious. I challenge the listeners to the same question. What is wisdom? We know, we just read that wisdom is Jesus. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is wisdom what hmm. is wise well I think that wisdom often we mistake in it for like because there's two words there's wisdom and knowledge used mm. in the Bible mm -hmm. um, but I think sometimes we we fail to realize that you know and also we, let me back up here we think of we think of people who are wise as people who are, quote, intelligent. I know intelligent people who are not wise. Mm. Um, so it doesn't have necessarily anything to do with your uh, knowledge. A wise man would know how to use his knowledge yeah. in a proper way, mm -hmm. in yep. a good way. Um, I remember... Years ago, I, I knew a man who, who had ninth grade education, and he spoke to me wisdom. 
He didn't, he could hardly read. Um, but when he spoke, and I remember he sat in my living room one time, I was a young minister at the time, and he just spoke wisdom into my life. And I marveled at it, you know, because here's this guy that, um, who's just full of love, but he was, he was receiving God's wisdom and he's passing it on to me. It seems like there's a difference between the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God. Yes. Right. So at least the biblical definitions of the word wisdom will separate the two of those things out. Mm-hmm. Here's what Merriam-Webster says. The ability to discern inner qualities and relationships. Good sense. Accumulated philosophical or scientific learning. I was like, hmm, that didn't really yeah. satisfy me. Because I'm with David. I would, I would have maybe simply put, I would define wisdom as, oh, before I do that, did you want to get take a shot, Kat? Well, I think it's the same thing David basically said. It's wisdom is what do you do with knowledge? What do you do with belief? What do you do with insight? And what do you do with courage? I always considered wisdom to be the application of knowledge. Yes. Which is why I always considered it in my head to be like a verb, mm-hmm. right? Something that you do, right? I mean, you know what? This is kind of a silly bunny trail, but I'll go down this trail. So years and years and years and years ago, I was up in um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I was working nights, and of course— I had to go outside, and it was like the the thermometer was negative 30 without a wind chill. So it was really cold. And somebody said to me, oh, you can take a glass of or a cup of hot coffee, Mm -hmm. throw it up into the air, and it will freeze before it hits the ground. Uh And I thought to myself, huh, okay, that's an interesting bit of knowledge. Uh But I always thought, well, I did it. Uh-huh. I won. <laughs> yeah. I got a nice hot cup of coffee. I walked outside. I threw it up in the air, and guess what? It froze before it hit the ground. That's cool. I was like, "Wow, that's cool." So it went from really hot uh-huh. to ice before it hit the ground. Wow! In a couple of seconds, and I was like, "Dang!" Well, anyhow, did you pick it up at, and? Use it like a popsicle? No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. This was, this was on the downtown street of Minneapolis. Yeah. I wasn't picking anything off. Nope. I will say this. When it gets that cold, there is no riffraff out. Yeah, I bet. Right? It's just, there's nobody out. Yeah. <laughs> Except me running down the street to get into the building. Anyhow, um, I, I guess that might be like a really horrible example of – application of knowledge right? uh-huh. yeah you can take something that's hot and it's freezing you know what temperature it needs to be to freeze and right there's mm-hmm. physics and all kinds of science mm-hmm. in that little experiment but actually doing it is what i always considered to be wisdom um but that's again i i'm not that i'm disappointed but here's one thing and i'm going to kind of switch gears here So what I noticed, and it might have just been the verses that I was looking at, 
but very frequently wisdom and fear of the Lord are closely related, even in the same sentences. Yeah. And it was more than one place. Every time I started to look and read, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wisdom and fear of the Lord. Wisdom, right, and fear of the Lord. So one of the things that I've noticed is that, and I went to Isaiah 11, um, that's where it starts talking about the spirit of the Lord, uh-huh. is... Um, David, help me out. Wisdom and knowledge. No, wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding. Counsel and might. might. Knowledge and the fear of the Lord. There you go. Mm-hmm. So that that was an example of one of those places where they kind of, they're, all those things are together, um, which I thought was pretty interesting, right? And when, when we're saying fear of the Lord, we're like, awe and wonder mm-hmm. and respect mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at his just being radically amazed by God, right? Comes with wisdom and understanding. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important that it does come with, because uh, usually you say, you you know, you see fear of the Lord with wisdom a lot. You also see wisdom and understanding together a lot. And it's interesting because sometimes you can get wisdom on something but not have necessarily have understanding, uh, which I think some can be dangerous. Uh, you know, have wisdom but not understanding. Uh, m- m- a lot of times in how to apply the wisdom, right? So you receive the wisdom and, and then you need understanding in how to apply it, speak it, or whatever it may be in any kind of context although sometimes i could see that you could have like it's wisdom to obey the lord it's wisdom to obey god it's wisdom to submit our wills to him even though we might not understand it like understand like why did god say don't do this or do this Mm -hmm. you know so there could be both there could be wisdom without understanding of you know god's ways or why did god establish things in a certain way. It also, along with fear of the Lord, understanding, uh, many times it talks about a spirit of wisdom. Mm-hmm. The spirit of wisdom came upon them, or God gave them a spirit of wisdom to understand and know how to do stuff. Um, so it's, it's interesting how wisdom is such a big deal. It, you never hear in Scripture where it says, uh, like with knowledge, it says knowledge puffs up. In other words, you can get a lot of knowledge and it puffs you up. It it, yeah. it can make you prideful. But it's funny, never say anything like that about wisdom, that you can have too much wisdom and it'll make you proud because wisdom and pride don't go together. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Mm? So I went on, of course, right, you could say, all right, well, you could go to the, to, to some of the wisdom writings, right, and look at Proverbs, and there's lots of wisdom in Proverbs. Mm-hmm. I actually found that, I I don't know why I thought this, but I thought Solomon wrote most of the Proverbs. Um, there's a whole book of wisdom of Solomon mm-hmm. that's part of the Apocrypha that's not in, at least, my Bible. Mm-hmm. Um 
that I found, and I started to read through that, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds more like Solomon to me. Mm-hmm. Um, his his vanity, vanity, nonsense, <laughs> nonsense, right? What's the point to all of this type? Um, but I kind of that kind of made me go, hmm. Let me go back to the story, and, and this is coming out of First Kings chapter three, and I'm going to start with verse eight. Um, because I thought that this was really interesting the way it was. And this is Solomon, right? Um, he's been made king. And um, he says, And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore give your servant, this is Solomon speaking of himself, an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to judge this great people of yours. The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor have you asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there is not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all of your days. So if you walk in my ways, keep my statutes and my commandments, as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. It then goes on in verse 17 to say, then Solomon awoke. But the, the thing that I found interesting is, um, this is where Solomon was asking to be wise, but what what he was really saying is um, he wanted to have an understanding heart. And I think in verse 9, that he can discern between good and evil. So wisdom, clear, wisdom from God clearly aligns with discernment. I think that wisdom... Always is something that, that when you look at it, um, it it comes from humility. But I think it also comes uh, always from God. Whereas knowledge, you know, I mean, knowledge about stuff and all, you can read and study and do all that kind of stuff, you know. But I don't think that wisdom is gained apart from God ever. Even, a, even an, a, to me, an unbeliever who obtains wisdom in some capacity or other, I still believe that for some reason God poured that out on them in, in, in some way. Because he always talks, doesn't talk about the, uh, the spirit of knowledge. It talks about the spirit of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if in James 1.5 it says, if any, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives liberally it gets to all men liberally if he asks, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like 
you never hear if if you need knowledge or something, ask God for it. It talks about wisdom. Now, there's you know things where uh, you you pray for knowledge and understanding and, and stuff and all that. But typically, when we think of wisdom, uh, and and an interesting part about wisdom in the Hebrew, it's it's uh, it's feminine. Mm-hmm. It's a feminine noun. word. Noun. Yeah, it's a noun. So it it um, and it's of course used. In a lot of ways, when you look at Song of Songs and all those different ways, you, you get that sense of feel. But it, it almost sense it almost seems like wisdom is the uh, and don't get me wrong the f- quote the feminine side of God. So what is God's feminine side? Well, God made us male and female in the, in His image, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so we all ha- God has all the qualities of a. a a woman as well as a man, all those qualities of God are there. Um, and you especially see them in the spirit of God, you know? So you have a spirit of wisdom. And I just thought that was an interesting little side note, just kind of bunny trailing there. But um, but I think that any time we see wisdom and it's in manifested, God is involved in that somehow. In Proverbs 3, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. And further on, it talks about wisdom, you know, in the feminine. Like, she's more profitable than silver, all that stuff. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Those who lay hold of her will be blessed. By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the deeps were divided. I love that. It's, it's interesting that there's some correlations here between the two trees, right? Yeah. Solomon was asking for wisdom so that he could discern between good and evil, right? Mm-hmm. Yet what you just read talked about wisdom being the tree, tree of life. Tree of life. Right, so it's almost like you need to have access to that tree of life, so that you can that you would be effectual in understanding the difference between good and evil. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's an interesting. Wow. Observation. I love it. <laughs> well, and and even to go along with that, when we when we look at it in, I think James chapter three. Verse 13, it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good contact, conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But if you have bitter envy, self-seeking in your hearts, and do not, bo- do not boast and lie against the truth, this wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. That's kind of like... 1 Corinthians one thirteen defines what love is. Mm-hmm. 
what you just read kind of defines who wisdom is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I also like where you started with that, right? If if somebody is in lack of wisdom, ask. It's kind of a promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a promise. You mm-hmm. ask for wisdom. Yeah. And he'll, I think the word you used was liberally give it, but I always kind of considered that as freely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, here you go. You you need some wisdom? In second, uh, First Corinthians, the second chapter, verse 12, it says, We have not received the spirit of the world, which would be all that worldly wisdom, all the bad stuff, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. So, yeah, we've got the spirit. We have the Holy Spirit, so we can at least understand what he's given us, and then we'll have the wisdom to know how to operate with that. So Isaiah 11 talked about the spirit of the Lord being wisdom, right? What you just talked about was the spirit of the Lord being wisdom. And I think in 1 Corinthians 12, one of the gifts of the spirit that that Paul lists there is words of wisdom. Right? So I think we're kind of... Yeah, the spirit... Uh... To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. Mm-hmm. To another, the message of knowledge. Separate message. So I'm kind of seeing that, again, here we go back to, right? So there's there's wisdom and knowledge, and they seem to come from the Lord, right? And then there's also this, this reverence, this awe and wonder and res- respect and just that little kid going, wow. Right, that needs to be tied into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess as we're sitting here talking about wisdom, uh, that's why I was kind of disappointed in the beginning when I said, "Well, what is wisdom?" And uh, the definitions just seem to fall way short of what we've already just talked about. Yeah. Um, you know, I also found it interesting that uh, David kind of made some reference to it. It's through, I think, in some different sections of Exodus when they were, when the craftsmen were starting to build things for the the tabernacle, um, that a spirit of wisdom came upon some of the craftsmen, and they were actually, therefore, able to, I'm, I'm guessing, create some of these more elaborate mm-hmm. It's like they were anointed for that. Yeah. 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 So it, that's a different form of wisdom than we've talked about, but that's why I always thought of it as a verb, right? That wisdom is something that you did or you do. Um, so that's why I was ultimately disappointed with some of the definitions as I was reading them. I'm like, oh, I didn't think that that's... Mm-hmm. I, I still think that wisdom is... Is action actionable? Well, I, I mean, I think when you look at wisdom in the context of just the world um, in itself, in any context really, it, it can mean skill and affairs of life, practical wisdom, wise management shown in forming the best plans Selecting the best means, including the idea of sound judgment and good sense. Um, 
whereas in a higher sense, wisdom, deep knowledge, natural moral insight, learning science implying cultivation of mind and enlightenment, understanding, um, is set apart from that, different. But what you've just been talking about, too, is when you talk about a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom is something that comes specifically from God through the Holy Spirit in our life, whatever that may be. Um, and I think in this higher sense, too, that it, that it describes, the higher sense of deep knowledge, of natural moral insight, um, technically, I believe, would come more from the God side. And, of course, you know, we go back to James where, once again, how do you know the difference? Well, one's peaceable, one's yielding, one's humble, and the other one is not. And so you know there's a big difference there. Mm -hmm. And you're getting a, really what I call a false wisdom or a wisdom that you don't really want to listen to when it falls on the other side there. Yeah, Still in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says, God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world to shame, oh, and the things that are not, to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and our redemption. There it is again. Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus is our righteousness. He's our holiness. He's our redemption. Well, it's interesting because I remember hearing years ago from that passage a guy was talking about, if you took all of the brains of the highest IQs ever in all of life, in all the world, and you put them all these brains into one huge brain, and you'd think, yeah, that's going to be a massive, you know, thing. And you had one, the most brilliant and uh, profound thought that came out of that mind. It would be foolishness to God. Mm -hmm. You know, it would be. And, and what I do like is the foolishness of God is higher than man. God could just have a whim thought that it would be higher than all of that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's amazing. The gospel really is simple because if you had like like a bunch of wise people like let's let's make a system that will save people from the wrath of God and let's make you know it would just be so complicated and crazy but God's like just believe like here's Jesus he provided redemption believe and be saved mm -hmm. that's really wise to just make it simple <laughs> I mean, it's really it wise. Just it make is. it simple. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we, we tend to make everything hard and complex. And to, yeah. me, to me, the harder and more complex it is, I think the further it is, it is away from good news, gospel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What kind of news is that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah if, you, if you need to have a doctorate degree to even kind of understand... That, that's you go back to Jesus, and Jesus made it really simple when he wasn't walking around, right, 
preaching these crazy, elaborate, complex ideas. And yeah, he spoke honestly, he wasn't translating words to try to figure out what things meant. Right? It was just mm-hmm. really kind of simple, mm-hmm. right? God is love. I mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> he did make it super simple. Yeah, super simple. Which thank God he did. I like it because in um, you know, that last night he was with his disciples. He warned them. He was like, I'm telling you this now, so when it happens, you won't, you know, be afraid. I'm telling you this now. He's like telling them all these things in advance. And he's like, I have more things I want to tell you, but I can't tell you now. You know, because they were like, they were kind of having a little bit of freak out because they're like, wait, you're leaving, you know. Mm. And so he had the wisdom to know, okay, I'm going to tell you these things you need to know now. But he had the wisdom to be like, later I'll tell you some other things. You know, there's going to be a time coming. I'm going to spend the, send the spirit of truth. So he had that wisdom to give them what they could bear and then to not, you know, but to, even to warn them that you guys are going to freak out. You're all going to like run and go to your houses and you're going to, you know, betray me. And it's OK. You know, like it's all part of the plan. It's all going to fulfill scripture. And this is just real smart. It's just, <laughs> it's just like a I love it. Let's bless the listeners. Mm -hmm. I bless the listeners in Jesus' name with knowledge, with understanding, with wisdom that comes from above. Thank you, God, for sending your spirit of truth. Thank you that you did not leave us as orphans. We bless the listeners with belief and salvation and with wisdom that only comes from you. And in Jesus' name, I bless those who are listening with a, with a, just a supernatural wonder uh, to encompass them and encompass their homes and their lives that they can walk through the amazing wisdom that comes down from above and marvel at how amazing you are. Amen. Amen.